the City Podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Another edition of Keys to the City. I'm your host, Trevor Keys, alongside the big brother, Ted Keys, and the host from the podcast, Rich Sports Talk. Nolan Rich is joining us again. I know that it's Thursday and we usually do a football Friday, but we got a special treat for you tonight as we're going double duty. We're talking NFL. We're not talking about the dud of a game we call Thursday Night Football tonight on Amazon Prime between the Colts and the Broncos. No, we're also going to be talking playoff baseball as now finally we get to the fun times of baseball. The mid-fall fall classic is right upon us. Finally, we don't have to worry about the 162 games. Speaking of 62, Aaron Judge is now the new AL Home Run King. AL Home Run King. I know people are still saying Bonds. I get that. Understandable. I get it. It's okay. But there are people in this world that don't consider Bonds, McGuire, and Sosa the Home Run Kings. Just, just throwing that out there. But we are here talking some football. You can also check us out at Keys to the City on CloverCrossMedia.com, Spotify, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as Facebook. And you can also check out Rich Sports Talk as well on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and many more social media platforms. So, the New York Giants, shockingly, are 3-1 and one right now. Has it been pretty? No, not by a long shot. The odds makers don't give the New York Giants, as Vince McMahon's theme songs once said. No chance in hell this weekend in good old London. And, yes, they are taking on that bad man as so-called Aaron Rodgers in that, well, let's just say that bad subpar offense of the Green Bay Packers. Guys, let's get into it right now. London Blues. Now, I know, Nolan, you are a Jet fan, and I know you're going to talk some New York Giant football. It might be hard for you to do, but we're going to talk some New York Giant football. Good win by the Jets last week and the Giants. The Giants and Jets, surprising right now. Is it going to be the London Blues, Ted? Black and Blues for Big Blue on Sunday. Are we going to surprise people, or are the are they critics, the people that the betters? Are they going to be right? This makes me look like a bad Giant fan because we did our predictions, and one of the predictions we did was the Packers Giants game, and I picked the Packers. Nolan, how do you feel about that? Should you always pick your team to win, no matter who they play? Uh, I tend to be a little bit more optimistic, but look like there are times, especially the last, I don't know, 12 years where, you know, in order to have some credibility, I have to be like, okay, I think the Jets can make it close. But, uh, so look like, uh, personally though, I do think this is going to be a tough matchup for the Giants. Uh, look, anytime you go overseas and this London's matchup on neutral site, you see kooky things. I mean, if you were to tell people last weekend, like, oh, by the way, the Saints are going to play Andy Dalton and not have Alvin Kamara, but they are a doink field goal away from being the Vikings. So, look, they strange were things happen. Yeah. <laughs> they were they, I, I don't know. They, they, they were better. They were more efficient with Andy Dalton. Look at the numbers. They were a better team last week. Here's the Red my, Rifle Revenge. Here, here's my thing. The Giants are 2-0 in London. The two games that they played, they beat the Rams mm-hmm. and beat the Dolphins. The two times mm-hmm. they did. This is the Packers' first ever game in London. They're the last team ever. This is the make- first game, also, guys, that you have two teams that have winning record. Five, they had a winning record. So here, that's here's a surprising little stat. I didn't know, know until now. Yeah. Well, so here, here's the thing with this. I picked in the prediction thing that me and Trev do every week where we pick our four games. I picked the Packers. But you know, at 10 30, 11 30, I'm going to be rooting my brains out for the New York Giants to win the football. Well, you did it? say that it's a win win. Yeah, absolutely. If I win, I beat you. And if uh, if the Giants win, hell yeah, 
Who cares if Ted loses? Here's where I find the deficiencies with the Giants, okay? So one is our rush defense, which is giving up the fifth most rushing yards per game. Um, the other thing is we don't know who our quarterback is going to play on Sunday. Now, there's a likelihood that Daniel Jones will be playing. He practiced yesterday. Um, I didn't read any reports today if he was on the field, but he's still – and then they're traveling tonight. They should arrive Friday morning. I was just reading the report. They're trying to prep everything with, like, the sleeping and everything so they get acclimated. But here's my thing. If Daniel Jones is not healthy, like fully healthy, he he's even worse of a quarterback, worse than worse. Like, if that's even – I don't even – if worse is worse than bad, I don't know what the more – Intelligent awful, awful future. I mean, he awful. hasn't look. look, here's, look, look a, here's the thing, Trev. Hasn't been pretty, but he hasn't done to the point Trev, where we're like, I had okay, it written down. Awful. He's got 193 yards and two rushing touchdowns. He had 68 yards and two touchdowns. He's got almost more rushing yards than he's got passing this season. They're the 28th. There's no team worse passing than them, other than the so, Chicago Bears. So, so, so if he can't run and use his greatest strength, which is his legs, that's a deficiency for the New York Football Giants. So. We go with an unhealthy quarterback or a third-string quarterback. Our defense has not really pressured the quarterback. I got it all right here. Generating 30% of pressure on opponents' dropbacks, which is 26th in the league. They've scored 76 points this season. They've given up 71. They have no picks. Um, and then, like, Jones is passing, second-worst passing yards in the league, 28th in completions, and the second-worst passing touchdowns in the season with only three. So, like, we have no passing game. Like, this is – Old school, high school, run the football, which leads the league in rushing with almost 197 yards per game, and hope to not make mistakes. But we don't play efficient on the defense. And the only thing that I look at as another negative is the four quarterbacks we played this year were Ryan Tannehill, Baker Mayfield, Justin Fields, and Cooper Rush. Cooper hey, we lost the Cooper Rush. And Cooper Rush looked like the best quarterback of the, the four that we faced. So now we're facing a whole different animal in Aaron Rodgers. Now, I'm not scared of them. The Giants can beat them. This is a this Giants game could be a winnable game. First things first is they got to stop the running game of AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. And I would say, I know this sounds idiotic, but put the game in Aaron Rodgers' hand because I I have more faith in the Giants' pass defense than I do in their rush defense. Well, they're one of the best pass defenses in the game actually currently right now. And Nolan, I know this is Look, I know a lot of people aren't buying into the Giants for good reason. Obviously, haven't mm-hmm. really the, the schedule has been Let's be honest, kind of a cupcake schedule so far, but they are three and one right now. They are currently slated six in the playoffs right now, but we get a true test just like they had on Monday night football a few weeks back and the offensive line struggled. You're going to be going against another elite pass rusher in Rashawn Gary, who's been, he's excelled since coming out of college to Michigan for the Michigan Wolverines. Mm-hmm. Can this offense, I'll be, let's be honest, can this offense win with, not having a passing game and just relying on two six well, to carry I mean, them to a victory. Isn't that how they've done it? The first like three wins though, basically. So, I, I mean, look, the giants have their day. The things that help the giants in this game though, is green Bay comes in with a great pass defense, but they've struggled against the run 22 in the league. Yes. And look, I just, there's something off in green Bay. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, for example, has thrown three interceptions already this year. Last year, he threw four the entire season. It, it, it just, you saw the clip that went viral of him basically telling us center to snap the effing ball. Like mm-hmm. it just feels like we're the giants. The one good thing is it feels like everyone's brought into Brian Dable. They're all on the same page. The communication has been, well, like, look, they haven't been, do I think they're an overly talented team? No, but do I think they're a well-organized and a well-put-together team in terms of their communication, in terms of their game plan? Yes. Mm-hmm. So the biggest thing for the Giants is to keep Rodgers off the field with that run game. And look, 
just frustrated because the one advantage that the Giants do have is while Aaron Rodgers is a, is an unbelievable quarterback, it's clear that their offense isn't in sync. If you can get them in situations where they have to pass, look, I know the Giants' secondary isn't special, mm-hmm. but the one benefit you have to this game is you have an incredibly young receiving core in Green Bay that has not been on the same page. And look, Rodgers the chemistry is just not there right now. It just well, hasn't looked good. Rodgers isn't helping. Instead of trying to nurture these guys, if they miss a route or drop a ball, he ignores them in the passing game. He just will – yeah, he's pointing the fingers. And it just just feels like in Green Bay it's off. Look, they'll finish the season probably in first place in the North, probably with 10 or 11 wins. It's one of those things like they'll get through the season where people will be like enough is fine, but I do have concerns with that team now. The other thing, too, that hurts the Giants a little bit, too, is I, they're, they play the Commanders next. If they were playing, like, the Bills next, they're a really good team. I think no, the Giants play the No, the Giants, no, Giants have the next two Giants weeks at play. Yeah, no, I'm talking about the Packers. I'm talking oh, about the Packers, okay, like, okay. overlooking the Giants, yeah, looking forward, because the they have the who Commanders they in the next who game. They beat? they beat the third-string quarterback last week out of New England, Zappi. Yeah. They beat Justin Fields, which they beat the Bears. It doesn't matter who their quarterback he's is. The, he's literally the owner yeah. of the Chicago Bears. And then and what was the other win? And the, he beat Tampa Bay without Tampa, oh, Tampa having Bay. no weapons, and Tampa almost had a chance to and win. And this that is my too. argument I posted on our, our thing was like how people are like, well, how can you have Tampa Bay over Green Bay? And I'm like, listen, bro, if Mike Evans is playing, someone is playing for Tampa Bay in that game, Tampa Bay wins. Or like, if they're Jumbotron they, isn't showing replays of yeah, all I mean, games on two-point conversions. Them, if you watch the game, Green Bay jumped on them real early and then did nothing. Right. And and Brady was throwing – I mean, they couldn't run the ball. They, they hadn't – he was playing by himself. It was one of the worst teams I've seen put out there. And it was – it's still incredible that – Tampa Bay still had a chance to tie or win that game at the end of the. And let's put and let's put it this way, guys. Like on Green Bay, the person you have to stop, in my opinion, right now, yeah, it's Aaron Jones right now. It's not. It's it's the it's the other AA Ron. It's not the AA Ron. I think the emergence though of Romeo Dubs is Mm -hmm. a huge, huge could be something that we can be looking moving forward. Maybe not this week, but he's been him and and looks like him and Rogers are starting to get in sync. But I agree. It kind of Ted. It kind of feels like when you play a team like in high school back in the day, and you got you want to get them early, like a team like I'll give an example, like Notre Dame or Hand back in the day. You want to play those teams early. I feel like you want to play a team like the Green Bay Packers right now early because, like Nolan said and you said, the lack of chemistry. It's just not there. It's not in sync. The rushing attack has been great, but the passing game. I know they got Aaron Rodgers and how great he is, an all time great. I get it. But it's just not there. It's the rhythm is just not there. It's just the frustration has been on display throughout games. This is the time for the Giants to make a statement for not just to the league, but to themselves and this franchise as a whole that, hey, I know that we're supposed to be technically in a rebuild mode in the midst of a rebuild because of everything that's transpired the past few years with Dave Gettleman. But this is an opportunity for a team where you see all this I don't know, hoopla from the Green Bay Packers pointing the fingers, effing going this and that, lit, yelling at his team. This is a time for the Giants to really, you know, take advantage maybe of winning a game. And plus, it is in London and it's a 930 game. So never say never with uh, the Giants. I mean, I know it hasn't been right. Played. I'm not going to sit here and say, guys, that the Giants are a top five team in the league. I'm not saying they're not even one of the top five teams in the NFC. But they are three and one. They haven't played anybody. This is going to be a true test. 
when you play against a team and a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Right. And my final thought on the Giants is if they want a shot in this game is who's lining up at receiver. Like the Giants need Kadarius Tony. They need someone. Wondell Robinson. They, they need. They need right. Um, they need a playmaker on the outside that can try to make a play, use them maybe even on jet sweeps, like even on wide receiver. Well, here's receiver. the other thing. Kadarius Tony can play some quarterback, bro. He can at, throw the yeah, ball. At this point. So, I mean, if we got to go double wildcat with Tony and Barkley and old school football and then bring Jones in for a couple plays here and there. Listen, this is this is gonna be a makeshift game. Giants are just putting pieces together. Dable's coaching his ass off. You could tell, like no one you said, the guys are buying in, which is mm-hmm. one good thing. Trev, you are right. I think if you're gonna beat the Packers, you got to beat them early. This game's in London. It's not in Green Bay. It's not a Giants game. So maybe the nine thirty throws off. Maybe it takes still halftime or third quarter before the Packers realize they're playing in a football game. I'm not counting out the Giants, okay? Because if you're if you're a Giant fan, I know in the past couple of years you can say, ah, oh, the Giants stink or whatever and use any other superlative that's going to say that the Giants are bad. But if you know Giants history football, it's like anytime they're counted out, they find ways to win when they're not supposed to. And then the games they're supposed to win, they, oh, yeah. they lose. Like a couple of years right. ago, they were like a 13-point underdog. I remember Dad and you and me talked about this. It was a Monday night football game. And they end up beating like – remember Green Bay, uh, the Denver? They went in and like smoked Oh, them. yeah, yeah, yeah. They beat them on Sunday like, night when they were like awful. They ended up beating them. Starting, they're like, they're awful. And they had, no, they had no passing. No passing. Remember they yeah. just ran the football? So – Listen, did uh, did OBJ make the flight? I know he was in the Giants facility at some point this week. Well, guess what? You know where else he was supposed to be? In Green Bay, too, because Green that Bay. was the thing. There's him no and, way. He's, no, Rogers, Beckham, don't, Beckham, don't, want, Beckham, Beckham don't want to be Twitter. playing in the frozen tundra, bro. He hey, be, there, there he, is he, a rec- he don't want to be having ice schools coming out of his, his blonde hair. Trust me. You don't want to be having that. There is a six foot three, 205-pound receiver on the trade market, though. Stop. I'm done. I'm going <laughs> to take you off. I'm going to take you off. Don't do it. Oh my God, my light's flashing. Uh oh. I don't know what's going on. But yeah, so Tally Site has the Giants at a 3% chance of winning. So to say the least, as the great Lloyd Christmas once said, you're telling me there's a chance. It might not be pretty, but you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah, plus the Giants have eight players on IR, two of them on the pup list Galladay Robinson, Tony, Julian Love, Cordero Flott, Tyrod, Aaron Robinson, and DJ. All currently could miss, could play, or are going to be already out. So we'll see what happens with Big Blue. I'm hoping for I'm hoping black and blues, and I'm hoping for black and blues on that Green Bay Packer team because that's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see a statement win. The Giants need a statement win moving forward. Speaking of one of the teams that, well, the Giants have a loss to and trying to make a statement is playing their division foe, but, hey, they didn't get it done. But is it because of the quarterback? I mean, you look at how this defense has been playing. But, guys, are we buying in? We talked about it, Ted, the other day about the 49ers. Are we buying in the stock on them? Guys, I'll start. Nolan, I'll ask you. In Rush, do you trust? I mean, you got to go back to uh, classic wrestling. What a rush! Oh, yeah. The the Road Warriors, baby. The Road Warriors. Got to do that, baby. Uh, Great Dark Side (laughs) of the Ring on them, too, if you ever want to check that out. But... uh, it's hard for me. Like, I like Rush a lot, what he's been doing. Now, the ironic thing is I don't think he's been doing it against really great defenses. Look, the commanders right now are a mess. Yes, he made enough plays in the Giant game, but I wasn't, like, overly impressed in the Giant game. I thought I thought He made it plays was, when it mattered most. Though. He made plays when it mattered most, yes. And it's one of those things with backups – 
the first couple weeks, you can probably get this lightning in the bottle. We've seen it a couple times in NFL history. You see it with like like Rob Johnson, for example. Like some guys catch lightning in a bottle. It's sometimes like for a couple weeks. I mean, the problem now is we'll see guys now have tape on rush. Guys see what his tendencies are. Yeah, can but they still can't. Yeah, but they still can't figure right. him out. And this offense. I mean, this offense is not explosive. It's not like it was last year where they were the leading. Well, lead, CD Lamb's lead out. A CD Lamb's out this weekend. Wait, so. he is. He is out. Yeah, we'll, I heard we'll, he was questionable. Uh, it might be questionable. I thought Lejay Doosable tweeted that he was either out or doubtful. So oh, I thought, but Brian look, did. that's gonna yeah, that's gonna be a huge big Michael Gallup huge game, difference. maybe. Maybe, but look, like Rush, he's been effective. It, it's just one of those things too, where I think so many times as a fan base. Like you just love the new toy. Like again, as someone that's had a lot of experience with a revolving door at quarterbacks, like you, like look, Jet fans, like for example, fell in love with Mike White to death last year. And One I was game, like, and he was a, he was a great. He was the second right. of, my, I, of uh, Joe Namath. Look, personally, I I appreciate. I always kept saying, look, he had a great Sunday, but I don't necessarily trust him to be a good quarterback. There's a reason why other teams haven't gone after him now. Could a team maybe try to invest in Rush and get him in the offseason as a quarterback option? Sure. But has he done a great job in the system? Absolutely. But this is also someone that's been in the system for years. He knows it inside and out. He understands the verbiage. He's so. he's watched countless hours of film. Like He's also working with a quarterback who's his offensive coordinator that's been there for years. I mean, mm -hmm. the same offensive coordinator in Dallas for years, the same system, working under Dak. Yep. I mean, it does help you be prepared. Now, if this goes to five or six games, which I doubt, uh, look, I like Rush a lot. I like the athleticism. I do. Is think he finding is he finding a way to maybe get a starting job next year, or is he going to be a full time uh, Dallas backup? Because we all we all anticipate when Dak comes back, he's going to be the starter. It doesn't matter right. what Cooper Rush has done. Absolutely, and with with Rush. There are some things like he gets a little bit mechanical in the throws. He gets sometimes a little bit long-armed in the throws, too. He doesn't have necessarily a compact release. Mm -hmm. But you look, he's got athleticism, which you like. The thing that's going to hurt him is he's 29, going to be 30 years old next year. But look, if you're a team that might be looking to start a rookie next year, I think he could be a good segue into a young rookie quarterback. Or if you're a team that has an injury prone quarterback, Dallas Cowboys, you know, I think he, yeah, I think he'd be a good fit for them as well. So <laughs> look, I think, getting, I think we're getting, I think we're getting, look, I, I, I mean, personally, I think the giants are going to have a new quarterback next year. I, Who's I it going to be Denzel not, Mims? No, no, that's I mean he plays receiver. So I mean oh, Mike obviously White's I know that. Uh, I just know look, you love I know you love saying the then dead hey, limbs. So even I had to, Giant I had to bring it up. Hey, Giant fans, even on my page have said like they wouldn't mind taking Denzel Mims. I put both of their well, so I'm just going a, off the evidence. Back but, on the look, Giants look, uh, quick on the Giants, we'll take anybody right now, bro. That's we'll what I'm saying. Off hey, the we'll subway to get yeah, yeah. six round pick. Six round pick, we'll take him. Yeah. I mean a bag of peanuts. Yeah, look, the biggest thing for me is he hasn't turned the football over. That's been the biggest detriment. But look, he's thrown seven touchdowns in his career, and three of them came in his one start last year. I mean, he's only thrown for four touchdowns this year. So as good as he's been, he's look, he's been solid. He didn't turn the ball over against the Bengals. That's why they won that game. But look, Dallas has an elite defense. Dallas has a defense that can win games. And look, if you're the quarterback – 
you don't have to do much. You don't have to really be great. You just don't have to make the dumb mistake and look for Cooper Rush. The biggest thing with him, he hasn't made mistakes. He hasn't turned the football over. We've seen it with a lot of backups in this league. They come over, they try to prove themselves and don't work with outside the system, and they get burned. They make bad plays and bad decisions. And Rush, he hasn't turned the football over. Look, he's been efficient, but this isn't also like someone that's gone three weeks in a row throwing for three touchdowns every game. I mean, I, I, I do think he's like you said, right? Patrick, you're like right. He's doing his part. That's well, the that's, most listen, important uh, thing. The game that. is really simple, though. This is if you was, listen to the reports, even Dak said he's like a newfound respect of understanding the game. Like mm-hmm. the game is doesn't have to be Josh Allen and Mahomes every week where you have to make incredible plays. Right. The game is very simple. Don't make mistakes as a quarterback. Be mm-hmm. efficient on third down. Be efficient on the easy throws. Don't miss the simple ones. And when I do ask you once or twice or four times a game to make a big throw, make the big throw. That's what he's done. His passer yeah. rating the last three games is 95 plus. He's had the fourth best quarterback rating in the last three in the league. Now, oh, listen, I get it. He hasn't played against great defenses. He's been efficient. They haven't asked him for much. But so what? At the end of the day, they're winning football games. And, you know. Yeah, look. And that's the most important thing. They're winning. They're winning games. He's confident, and I give him that. But, look, like this is someone that's throwing just a little over 200 yards a game, which is good. It's not spectacular. But, Nolan, you said it right. You don't have to do much when you have a, right. a, a, a an all-pro type caliber defense that you can right. rely on every game. But even last week, which everyone thought the, the Washington was the coming out game, I mean, he threw two touchdowns and had a 55% completion rating. So, I mean, look, there's a I lot mean, to like with what Rush has done. I think he is, he he has proven to me – he deserves a spot in this league. Like he, to me, is what you want in a high-level backup. And really, with the way the NFL is now, with 17 games, with all the injuries, you the backup quarterback, I think, is going to become a more premium position and have to be more invested. In. Hey, so, look at some of the quarterbacks, man. Listen, he, he could get a starting job somewhere, or at least compete for one. I mean, you go around, right. and you the guys. Where'd you, where'd you go? He disappeared. Listen, I mean, the lights went out, so I don't know what happened there. You know what's funny? I, no one when I was Trevor goes, What do you got for some topics? And I was like, You want to talk about the Dallas Rams game? And I was sorry, like, guys, on. my lights, my lights flickering over here. We got problems. We got this. I'm telling you, Ted, I think the UI bot, the UI bill is crashing down on us. So, no, I was telling no one. I mean, that's very wanted, I guess. So, so I was right. telling no one, Trev, how we came about this topic. He said, You want to talk about the Rams? I was like, How about we do in rush? We trust, right? I thought, Not oh, in rush, yeah, because rush in rush, thinks. we trust, but then I just because of Cooper Rush. But then as you guys are talking, totally flipped it around. In Rush, we trust because we 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 entrust in the defense, the Dallas Cowboys defense, their pass rush. That's Mike what led I by, didn't even think about that. But led this by all defense, world. In Rush, Mike we trust. Maybe no one's right. We don't trust Cooper Rush. He's just been lucky enough to play well enough to win. Well, but on a scale one to ten, how would you rank his play so but far right now? Listen, quickly, it's good enough to win three straight games, and if yeah. went, and and they have a very good, capable chance of winning this week because this is what you have in Rush. We trust in the defensive rush. We have a defense allowing the third least amount of points in the league with fifteen and a half. We got the number one team in quarterback hits with thirty six so far this season. They're second in the league in sacks with fifteen, mm-hmm. and. They've given up the third lowest quarterback rating to all quarterbacks so far. I get it. They haven't. Is played that good? Or, is that good? Everyone. Well, and here's the thing. Other than the guy who's on the Rams, who plays defensive tackle, his name is number. Unless 99. you're Urban Meyer, you don't know who you're, we're talking about. They have the second best pass rusher, maybe in the league, in Micah Parsons. Now, mm-hmm. I guess T.J. Watt has a really good argument to make, but he's don't not playing disrespect. Right now. 
He's not Wap- playing right now. We're talking about it. right I now. I get it, but don't I disrespect him. But in Rush We Trust, this defense has been dominant, bro. The, a couple of years ago, when you thought about Dallas, it was their offense was good. Remember, Dallas couldn't stop anyone. You mm-hmm. giving up like 30 points a game, 400 yards. Everyone everyone had a piece of their pie. It, it, was, it was an open caveat for them. In Rush We Trust, <laughs> I uh, the, the biggest thing for me is, what does this game come down to? This game comes down to the Rams offensive line protecting Matthew Stafford, who have given up the second most sacks this year in the NFL against his Dallas defense. Because if anyone watched the Monday night game, it was a very simple thing. The Rams could not protect Matthew Stafford. I get you could say Allen Robinson, and they don't have weapons. Yeah, but the Niners have had great success in the past couple years. And they don't have all these other pieces. Yeah. But what they don't have is they don't have the offensive line to protect him. And if they can't protect him like they get the 49ers – Dallas will win again, and Cooper Rush will be like, "I'm four and zero, bro." Like, keep. Well, you know, he's the first quarterback in franchise history of the Dallas Cowboys. You think of how great the Dallas Cowboys has history: Troy Aikman, Staubach. First quarterback in franchise history to win each of his first four starts. So he's currently four and zero. He's undefeated right now, and he's playing. He's playing his part. He's doing what he's been told to do, and asked. He's playing his part, but Ted, you're 100% right. This defense is nasty. This is a legit defense. This is a Super Bowl caliber defense. We saw it last year. It's just. Listen, offense. they shut down Brady, bro. It's just. They it's shut just, down Brady. Yes. Like, they've given up, like, one touchdown each game. Yes, but it's That's just. It. I don't even know if they the, gave up it comes one back touchdown to the, It just comes back to just the lack of, like, having the trust in Dak Prescott and stuff like that because he just can't win in the big moments. But this defense is nasty. And if you want. Matthew Stafford, you thought last week was tough. Well, it's going to be another long game if you can't stay in the pocket for longer than two seconds because you look looked uncom- he looked uncomfortable throughout the game, and they got to get the ball to Allen Robinson. He's got 95 yards receiving this year, guys. Trev, mm-hmm. we know because we have him in fantasy. Don't even get me started. Stone. Hey, no, you know, hey, no, here's the other thing that I was, we didn't even bring it up, and I just thought about it because I was looking up stuff today was it's also that they don't have Tyron Smith. And I know yeah. that sounds stupid, but oh no, it's not. Talk, oh, it's not. But here's the thing: every time like they talked about Dak Prescott when Tyron Smith is out, Dak's numbers and winning whatever percentage went significantly down when he didn't have his left tackle. It's still not. Yeah, but I don't, but, know, if, I don't but, know if that's a he's cool an elite left tackle. Yeah, bro. but he's an elite they, left tackle. But also, don't forget too: this team drafted Tyler Smith out of Tulsa with the 24th pick. He's been yep. filling in serviceable left tackle. And look, a big upgrade too is getting Jason Peters a guard. Look, Jason Peters oh doesn't God, have yeah. the speed to be a tackle, but Oh, he's, he's been playing, a great. Jason Peters is playing guard now. Yeah, yeah bro, he, he's been he, playing he, left guard. He played yeah, against he, the Giants. He was creasing the holes when Tony Pollard went down the sideline because he's so, he's older. You know he's going right. to be a Hall of Famer. Okay. And this is my biggest thing with Rush is like, and Cowboy fans have to ask themselves this at the end of the day. Like, all seriousness, if the playoffs were to start today and you had a healthy Dak or a healthy Cooper, who are you putting your money on to win you that playoff game? And I still think it's got to be Dak. He's a better oh, yeah, athlete. Absolutely. That's right. So like that money. that to me is what ends this like conversation about Cooper Rush. Like if Cooper Rush was showing like freakish this isn't like Colin Kaepernick yeah, when but how he much, first how came much in. Tru- how much with- trust do you have in Dak Prescott? Like you could pick Dak, I get it. I I'll right. take Dak too, I have but more how, faith mu- in- how much pressure? I mean, how much confidence? But here, do you here, have? here's the other scenario more than if you Cooper. remember. Okay. If you remember Dak's rookie season, Tony Romo got hurt, missed the first yeah. eight games. Dak started off really hot. Tony Romo never got his job back. So it's only like you said, Nolan, it's only three or four games. It's not like if Dak was out for six weeks, he's come back week 10 and they're eight and two. You know, it's like uh, maybe we hold on to Cooper Rush for a little longer and keep it going. I well, get you. It's only it's only three games. It's uh, Let's not jump to conclusions. You beat hey, the but, he's, but the most important thing, guys? They're winning football games. They are winning because we all thought they were down in the dumps. They were done for good. 
when Dak went down. But Cooper Rush has held this team together offensively. It hasn't been pretty offensively at times, but the defense is carrying on. And credit to Kellen Moore. And, and Cooper Rush awesome. has been delivering for them. Let's yeah, get over to – yeah, just oh, wait. Jared Jerry going to burn to the ground when Cooper goes undefeated. Dak comes back and loses two games. Like, it will blow. <laughs> well, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, what if Cooper Rush and Dallas, they go into L.A. this week, which McVay doesn't lose two in a row. just doesn't really happen. I think he's like 6 It should one be problem. a very interesting game. Yeah. So, here, here, so here's the thing. Dallas but their out. offensive line has been so bad for the Rams. And that's it's why I wanted so to pick Dallas. Too, but you should have. Say it with your chest. I'm glad you brought up but the Jeff, offensive Hold on. Go on that's the only thing is, though. If if Rush wins again, right, Nolan? Now Dak's not playing this. But then right. what happens? The Sunday night game the following week, Dak comes back because you know he's been trying to push back. Because I know he's already probably thinking about his job. Which come on, bro, you just got a hundred million dollar contract. They're not taking a job away from you. First game back, plays Philly, and they get crushed. You you know the next uh, the next. Oh, the day, narrative is Burris Cooper. Yeah, that would be the rush. I mean, that would be that would be that would be the rush. Is where's Cooper? You guys are just talking about bad offensive lines, and one of the bigger surprises in the season has been Cooper Rush and leading the Dallas Cowboys right now, being three and zero as the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. But there's also been some surprises for the negative purposes, some disappointment so far in the first month, and we got a huge game on this Sunday, huge AFC North game, Sunday Night Football, two teams that are. I don't know what to make of them right now because the Baltimore Ravens, like I said on Tuesday, look like the Atlanta Falcons right now, blowing multiple games of 17-plus blown points. It doesn't make sense with their defense. And then you got the Cincinnati Bengals, the darlings of last year, looking like they maybe could they be a flash in the pan. Guys, we see this game. The stakes are as high as they are because I feel like this is a two-man, two-team race. Let's be honest. The Steelers... They're going through a rough patch right now. Kenny Pickett, good luck this week, and good luck for the rest of the way because he's got in the next four games. Good luck to the Pittsburgh Steelers overall. And then you're just waiting for Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns, but I don't know what to make of that team. I don't take them serious. This is a two-team race, and these two teams have been, well, let's be honest, other than the AFC West, we thought this division was going to be great and excellent, but it's been anything but. So, Ted, I'll start with you. Who are you more confident in? And maybe what maybe I should go a little deeper is, which weakness are you more confident in? Is it the Bengals' offensive line, or is it the Ravens' god-awful defense? Well, here, here's the thing, though. I would say if the pass rush for the Ravens was the old pass rush with Terrell Suggs and Awadi Nada and all the other guys from the past. You forgot I'd be about Ravens. He played linebacker. He's not rushing the quarterback. What? So you, you said offensive line. I'm worried. I'm thinking about guys that are going to affect the pass rush. Ray Lewis is just going to drop back in coverage or smoke your linebacker. That's what Ray Lewis is to you? He's, he's a, you're right. You're not done. a pass rushing linebacker, bro. He's a guy that calls I up. Well, I know him. that, but he's still got after the quarterback. Well, no, Terrell Suggs is a guy that get after the quarterback. Suggs, what, yes. Okay. Yes. Here's, what, here's the thing. So this is going to sound like – out, out there, like just crazy because that's what I am. So in our picks, I have the Ravens, right? Because my thought process is the way the Ravens lost the last two weeks, they are going to find a way to win. They're home. Here's the other thing. I think they have this game marked down. If you remember last year's two games, the Bengals Liked put, off a the heart, field. put a heart in on the Ravens. Both games. You know how teams are, bro. Teams remember that, all right? They're going to come back with a vengeance. The problem is I don't know. What team is going to show up? 
Is it going to be the team in the first half against the Bills and the Dolphins, or is it going to be the team that shows up in the second half that can't score and gives up 100,000 points? Because right now their defense is third to last, 425 yards per game, which is the third most, give up 25 points a game, which is sixth most. They got the worst pass defense with 315 yards. And they're, 20th, and they're 20th in sacks. And when you, if I said what's the one word that comes to mind when you think of the Ravens, to me it's defense. That's what it's always been. Defense and running the football with a quarterback like a Joe Flacco who just made big plays, one deep play after another, and that was it. Now it's the offense scores and no defense. So I, I, I have I have more confidence in the Bengals, at least in their sense. I still think the Ravens are going to win, but I have more confidence in Joe Burrow. Their defense has only given up one touchdown in the last You know he 11. averages 317 yards in, pri- in primetime games, Burrow? Oh, Burrow? Yeah. Do you know so the Bengals, that's a recipe you know the for Bengals' defense has only given up one touchdown in the last 11 quarters? What do you think? No. You think the, do you have more trust and more confident in the Bengals' weakness, or are we going to see the Baltimore Ravens? I guess most of the teams, like in the NFL right now, try to figure it out. Look, I have a little bit more faith in the Ravens. Again, like you're saying, the one touchdown defense. But let's also be honest. They were playing Joe Flacco, who couldn't move with the Jets, and also Tua, who got hurt, hurt in that game, and then followed by Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, I think that in some ways the, the bye helps the Bengals a little bit because they get that 10-day bye after the Thursday night football because when you start to get into a groove, you don't want time off, really, and it's early in the season. I just feel like, look, Lamar Jackson's in a year where he is trying to prove everything wrong, and you can make a case he's playing at an MVP level this year. While Burrow, yes, has played better the last two weeks, he's also done against a Jet defense that was struggling. He's doing against a Dolphins defense that was hurt on the back end. And look, I just feel like there's a lot more at stake for Lamar right now than Joe Burrow. And it comes down to this. Like, I think Lamar can make more plays. They lost to a good Bills team. And look, I understand Harbaugh's made some questionable coaching decisions like the field goal last week. But if you were to tell me right now who's the better quarterback at this moment in time, it's Lamar. And who's the better head coach? It's Harbaugh. And I got to lean with those two. And look, I get the Bengals are enticing. I get Burrow plays big in primetime. But there's just this Bengals team. They've had bad offensive line play. Yes, I just feel this is going to be a barn-burning game with bad defenses. But, look, I just feel like Lamar is just going to make more plays this game. The Ravens are also getting healthier. They're starting to get some guys back on that defense, which will be a big thing. If you want Joe Burrow to be around for the next 10 to 12 years, they're going to have to protect him. Now, I know this Baltimore Ravens team blitzes a lot, but when you look at it, Joe Burrow has also been sacked 16 times already this year. Mm. And – we already know he's already had the early early on injury in his career, the serious leg injury. This is a guy that, when healthy, is one of the better quarterbacks all around in all of football. And Lamar Jackson, he's got a solid offensive line, but he's got the legs. I mean, he could throw the football. We know that. But his greatest strength is his legs, his ability to extend plays. Burrow can do with that, but not to the extent like no one else can in, in Lamar Jackson. Lamar stays healthy. You got to keep Joe Burrow. You don't want another Andrew Luck, guys. This guy is too talented. I'm saying that the offensive line, it's kind of like the Rams, guys. Do you want do you want Matthew Stafford healthy for the rest of the year? For you, for your team to have the best opportunity of in the sense of the Rams repeating or the Bengals getting back to another Super Bowl and trying to win, is the health of your quarterbacks. Right. And right now, those two offensive lines have been atrocious. Now, something's got to give because this secondary of Baltimore has been awful, Ted, like you said. 
giving up 315 yards passing. It's awful. That's so bad. That's atrocious for a team that has been, here's, here's has the other been predicated. This uh, franchise has been predicated on defense since they've come over to Baltimore. It's been defense, the, defense, defense. That that defense looked pretty good against the Bills, though. I mean, that defense did hold the Bills to a reasonable amount of points. So, I mean, I, I do I think they're getting the better. Weather, weather was a concern, a little rain, but I, I get, get it. You're, but you are they right They did shut that. down the Bills in the first half, and then they gave up the 17. But the offense fought. Right. You know, fought it in the second. Here's the thing, Trev, too, which could help Joe Burrow. Run the ball. Yes. Joe Mixon, good thing I didn't draft him in fantasy this year. God, I got him last year when he had over thousand. They're not running the football, bro. That's how you take the pressure off the quarterback. Run the football. Because you watch Joe Burrow, it's like he's looking for the 50-yard bomb every time instead of just being Cooper Rush where, like, I'll take the five-yard check down. I'll move the ball here. I can move it here. I can move it here. Don't need the big play every single time. If running the to... football can save your quarterback a lot of hits. If I had to pick who I'm more confident in, I'm going to go with Joe B. And it's not be, it's not Lamar Jackson. It's not him at all, by any means, by no means. I should say, it's I'll take the chances with Joe B because I've seen what he's done against this Baltimore Ravens team twice last year. Now I know his second game they had JVs playing in the second game, and Baltimore just they were like I said picking guys off the streets. But that first game as well in Baltimore, MTA, MTA Bank Stadium, he ripped them apart. Him and Jamar Chase, well, phenomenal. Well, well, speaking about Jamar Chase, this could I be a big teams, Jamar Chase. This should could be yeah, a huge Jamar Chase game. But the problem with Jamar Chase, though, is I think teams have realized that this Bengals offense, like granted, they played better against the Dolphins, but if you've looked, they are taking away Jamar Chase and forcing T. Higgins to beat you. Now, T. Higgins had that great play in the Thursday night game, but outside of that, that offense and the receivers, they struggled. They were playing a lot of press coverage. They were really shading coverage because look, in that first game of the season. Jamar Chase was targeted 16 times for 10 catches. The last couple of games, he's had five catches for 54, six for 29, and four for 81. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, that's for Jamar Chase. Standard. Like, it's telling you that teams are getting wise to what the Bengals are. The one thing I worry about the Bengals is the Ravens also now have J.K. Dobbins back. They, they like to run the football. They're okay with long, sustained drives. The problem with the Bengals is – they're a home run hitting team. Quick They've been too focused on hitting the long ball. They're not looking for the 8 to 12 play drives, which they should be. They're trying to hit the deep ball, hit the home well, because run Because of the, the such success rate, a uh, high success rate they had last year, they feel like they could just replicate But it it's not duplicating again this year, and people are wise to it. People understand how special Jamar Chase is, and now every defense is making sure that they are not going to let Jamar Chase take no, over you know games. You know what this is like? The Chiefs of last year, we're going to play the safety over the top of Tyreek Hill, and right. we're going to make you dink and dunk and move the ball. 50, well, you know, eventually worked for, it wor- eventually helped. No, I know. Them. I get it. You know? and, and that's what they're saying. Keep Jamar Chase from the big play. Let them throw the underneath route. They're not running the ball officially like they were last year, which takes a lot more pressure because now the safety's not playing in the box. They're not respecting the running game. Your safeties can play 15 yards off the ball instead of being 8 to 10 yards. It's a big difference in, you know, how the defense schemes against you. So either way, it should be a great game. I'm excited for a division rivalry. Both teams, mm-hmm. you know, are it, looking it to find be, that win. Overall, overall, not many high and tight and impactful games and Tyson games, but it's football. It's another great week of football. Right. And, just my, and just my and just my final thoughts on that game is why I'm also picking the Ravens is I talked about this last week, but I think identity for a team is so important. You know what the Ravens' identity is on offense. It's run the football, grind it out, and try to make some big plays with Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson. I think the Bengals are caught in between identities. I think they're trying to be too much of the home run team. 
They're not giving Joe Mixon involved enough. Like, what do the Bengals do really well right now? And I don't think that they know what their that is. The Ravens, I think, know what their identity is. They know what their strength is, and they can play to that even when things aren't going well. Where the Bengals, look, they're still trying to figure it out. They got away with it last year, like hitting a lot of home runs. But mm-hmm. you know, you've also seen too when you got you get into a little bit of a slump trying to hit too many home runs, and you're just not hitting for average. Can lead to a lot of quick at bats, put your defense back on the field, and put that defense at risk for being on the field for almost 35 to 40 minutes a game. Nolan, I appreciate it always, my man. I just want to say one thing. Good luck to your Mets. It should be a hell of a playoff season. We'll see how yeah, it goes. Tomorrow, eight o'clock tomorrow night. Mets. Should be a hell of a it should be a hell of a Scherzer. It should yeah. be, and yeah. like I said, we'll see you next time, my man. Thank it's you. Great for heart palpitations. Thank guys. I'll see you later. <laughs> see you, That was Nolan Rich, but like I said, we're doing double duty tonight because we have another another special guest. It is playoff season. He's not really special anymore. Well, he is special in our hearts, and that is, look at, he's laughing already. It is the Joseph Aguirre is back and talking because, ladies and gentlemen, well, we're less than 24 hours. From some postseason baseball. 162 is over with. It well, is now. Well, you said less than 24 hours, I, right? Yeah, I said less than 24 hours. Yeah, postseason, new, new base, postseason baseball is officially underway. And to some, as people have been saying, this could be the greatest postseason ever. We got 12 teams, and I love the format that they're doing. The wild card, three games, then it's followed by the divisional five, and then your typical standard seven games for the ALCS and NLCS. But Joseph. Haven't seen you in a while. I hope you're doing well. Hope the family's doing well. I know that the Yankees, we got to see Judge break some break the record as well as Garrett Cole. Yeah. What nobody really talked about. We all were focusing on uh the big uh the big judge there, but he finally got 62, the new AL home run king. And Garrett Cole is now the leader in the Yankees all-time season, pitching strikeouts, beating Louisiana Lightning. Ron Guidry. So let's talk about this postseason and this. I can't wait for it. I, I mean, as a Yankee fan, I'm just we're waiting. We're waiting. We're just hoping for some freaking positivity. It's like the Giants. We're just hoping for something good. Let's just bring it. We need it finally. It's been a long overdue. We need it. We need it. Do something. <laughs> but, but let's talk about the dark horses right now. There are some dark horses that could make a lot of noise in both conferences. I'm going to start with you, Joe, because we've been talking for already 42 minutes. So we're going to get you in involved right, right immediately. So to you, do you have a dark horse in the AL? Not named the Yankees or Astros. And in the NL, do you have a dark horse too? Yeah, my dark horse in the American League is the unfortunately always dangerous Tampa Bay Rays who are facing off with the Guardians. Looking at the pitching matchups, 100% favor uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, Tyler Glass now coming back. I mean, the timing on that is pretty perfect. I, I, you know, I, w- when a guy comes back from injury, we like to say we don't know what we expect from him. You know what Tyler Glass now is going to do, and it's it's going to be pretty devastating. Their bullpen is so sick deep, and unlike the Yankees and Houston, Tampa Bay just finds a way to score enough runs to win baseball games. Is that a credit to you would say that they're Kevin Cash is Kevin Cash is a great manager. And again, dude, it seems to not matter, Ted. They could stick anybody at any position and the guy becomes a superstar. It's unless insane. it's Blake, unless it's Blake Snell and well, he's dominate and he takes him out after five innings. Great manager, well, here, great manager you idiot. Well, here's my <laughs> thing. Oh, 
Everybody has a boon moment. Trevor, never mind. I'll I'll come back after. I want to no, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I see. I see. I want to get into an argument because here's the thing. Tampa Bay's been. Oh, one that's of the, the point. We we are a podcast. Well, I want because we're going to want to finish his now and then come back. But what I was going to say is Tampa Bay's been one, the, been one of the worst teams in September this month. They're one of the worst teams, and the Guardians own the only team that's played better baseball than. Them are you picking the Guardians? The Guardians are playing 700 baseball, bro. Go look at them. But do you trust the third. Guardians? They're yes, like the, twi- like they're like the Twins. The yes, AL Central pick- as a whole yes. is just not so trust. Let me tell you something about the Guardians. Let me tell you something about the Guardians. And MLB.com just rated the top 12 staffs, I think. The Guardians are fifth. The Yankees were seventh. The Guardians are fifth in pitching. The Go Guardians were 46 and 35 at home and 46 and 35 on the road. Okay. They're a mediocre team at home and a mediocre team on the road. And it's going to be a real problem. They were, uh, again, facing. Look, Cleveland's got good pitching, good starting yes. pitching. And their bullpen's good, too. Oh, yeah. I think I think Tampa's is better. I think on both counts, I think Tampa's a Where little bit ranked? better. MLB.com just came out with them, uh, the rankings. Rays were actually – here's the uh, close, and you were right, Joe. Uh, Rays were – what was it? Fifth or sixth, fifth, and Guardians were fourth. They were Guardians were fifth in whip, fifth in ERA, seventh in strikeouts. They got Bieber, Tristan McKenzie, the young kid, and Cal Contrell. Plus, the relievers have been really good. And I'm Kendrick, going, I'm going, you know who I'm going with? I'm going with the Mariners. Mariners. After the well, listen, I'm not taking the Guardians as the dark horse because I have them losing Yankees. If I had to take a dark horse, though, I think it's don't say the Blue it, it'd be the Are Mariners. you guys really gonna both say ALE's teams? No, I was thinking Toronto or Seattle. I, I, think that, I think Houston. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me stop you for a second. Two teams hold on, Ted. I got to stop you. Hold on. Wait, just, wait a second. Hold the thought. I ask you, you're not both going to say AL East teams. It's like, no. I'm going to say Toronto. Toronto. And I what the hell is the Toronto Blue so, yeah. Jays? <laughs> Toronto, or Seattle, or Toronto or Seattle. I think the Yankees got a better draw in oh, the yeah. postseason as the second seed with the winner of the Rays Guardians than they did because that Toronto team and Seattle, they got Dangerous. a number one ace in Luis Castillo. Rodriguez is a young star. They got some people. Maybe they – listen. Julio you Rodriguez never know. When you're playing a division rival in the playoffs that you've been all season, some things change. We know that. Things can change. I think the Rays – I think. But as a Yankee are, fan, would you be nervous to see Tampa in the second round possibly? With the recent success that they, had I would on be. Us. Mu- Listen, let Absolutely. me tell you something about. Let me, let me, let me rain on your Seattle parade. <laughs> They've had one. enough rain down over there. They need All some. It doesn't positive. rain in Seattle. All it's it really does is rain in Seattle. Julio Rodriguez hit 284 for this team to it's lead. It's the highest batting average on this He's team. He's a stud, Joe. He was injured. He's a stud. As oh, a team, tornado. the Mariners are batting a collective 230 which is worse than the league average and one of the worst offensive seasons in the history of baseball. That's why this Toronto's team, lineup is stacked. This team, this team's going to need to get by and, and win the one nothing 2-1 games of King Felix's day. This team's not going to put up a lot of runs. And and listen, you're, you're this postseason, and I, I agree with you, Trevor, I think it's going to be insane. You've got 12 wait. really good teams. The teams that are here have great pitching, and they yes. have great bullpens. That's why everybody's here. Yeah. To me, Seattle's biggest weakness is they don't get enough hits 
And I think in this postseason, you're really going to have to create runs. They are a clutch team. They're clutch in the moments when they needed to be. And they've had a lot of clutch wins. You got to be clutch. You got to be with a 230 team batting average and three guys over 20 home runs. That's it. Not a ton of offense here. You got to be clutch to keep the game close. You can't be clutch when it's eight one in the third inning. Listen, I, as much as I don't want to admit it, are you talking about Jim Carlos Stanton? But, but here's here's the thing: this that Toronto team, which everyone had projected to be in the World Series. I think even one of you, I think Joe had Toronto in the World Series or in the at least in the ALCS. I keep saying yeah. I didn't pick the Yanks because every and, yeah, and Trevor Warriors. picked the Rays in the World Series. I'm the only one that had the Yankees. Good. In the World I want Series. I want one of us to be wrong. What, what, if they win, it win. I? You want to hear wrong? I I don't think I had the Yankees in the postseason, if no, I'm not mistaken. I picked no the way. Yankees. I picked the Yankees to finish fourth in the AL East. Yeah, they're going fourth, bro. I'm going to look. Gonna but look here's the thing. That Toronto – and that's what's funny, Joe. You talk about two different teams, and that and that's – excuse me, that side. Tor- Toronto can bash their way right through the to the World Series. They got guys throughout the whole – I mean, they might have the second – or I think they wrote the MLB.com I was looking. Voted them, I think, the second best lineup in going into the playoffs. Oh, they're stacked. That's yeah. Joe, you, Joe, Joe, you had, like Joe you had the Blue Jays, Yankees, and Mariners. So good call. Oh. Nailed it. And then the NL wild card, you had the Padres, Braves, and Brewers. Okay. Alex Mohan is starting game one for the for the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays. Monahan, man, man, hole. Manoa. Manoa, Ted. Alex Manoa. Yeah. Always, always rely on Ted to butcher a name. <laughs> That's why I will never be an announcer because there'll be some way you refer- Go to Cincinnati. Hey, let me ask about the NL because everybody will be that Hold guy. On. Walk in the side. You look at the AL compared to the NL. You really think that the AL is going to come down to the Yankees against the Astros. But then the NL, you got, to me, you got five teams. I know everybody's all the Dodgers because they got 111 teams. The Mets because they're well, pitching. They 111 been, teams. Well, 111 wins. And the Mets, because you got that pitching, you got the offense, but they've been struggling coming into the postseason. Then you got the Braves, who've been red hot since June 1st, 78 and 34. But I really love the St. Louis Cardinals, man. I don't know. I just, I know that people are not buying into them. They got, other than the Phillies, hold on. I think they had like a 3% chance to win the World Series. They're the second lowest odds out of all 12 teams. I just feel like with this team that they have, led by Nolan Arenado, led by Goldschmidt, and specifically, having the three old-timers, kind of like a last hurrah, Wainwright, Yachty, and Pujols, look like they could ride out into the sunset. I'm not saying they're going to win the World Series, but I don't feel – I feel like people are discrediting this team. This is a St. Louis Cardinals franchise organization that finds ways to win and stays consistent no matter what. Don't Do they get the superstars all the time? No. But they find ways to win. They're always at the top of the NL Central, and they're always in top of the NL. They're always in contention. So I I know that the Dodgers have been historically great. I get it. It's fine. It's the Dodgers. They'll blow it all right. They'll blow it in the ninth. Doesn't matter. The Mets. We got to see what the Mets do because they've started off so hot, but they're kind of going on a cold streak going into the playoffs. But the Braves, Braves and Cardinals second round match. Think about the potential matchups between the Mets and the Dodgers. And then the Braves and Cardinals in the NL. Like, well, really? Somebody's got to lose in those two games? Here's the other thing. We all forget. I know they have not performed. And no, they keep on don't say it. But the Padres. 
Nope, I don't buy it. Which, which Machado's had is one of his best seasons of his. Oh, he's career. been great. I don't buy it. Juan him, Soto, Darvish owns the Mets. He's five and zero against the Mets. They have Blake Snell, which you know, and go look at Josh Hader's numbers the last month. He's back to old Josh Hader when he was for Milwaukee. So that's a key. That's a they, key. They they can it. hit. They can pitch. They are you picking them as the dark horse? I don't. Well, I are we saying that? I don't have that as a prediction because I had the Mets. No, just like I, a dark. You could just, it I'll, doesn't mean a prediction. Can I, my my dark horse is the Atlanta Braves. I and I'll tell you I why. Consider them a dark horse. I'll, I'll well, maybe you wouldn't. I'm going to consider them a dark horse <laughs> here because I I think they win the whole thing. I think they win the National League. I think this team is back in the They're world. A better Series team than they year. were last year. Wait, you both are. Are Bob, you both Bob. Yeah, let me tell you something. This bullpen of the Braves, which has been a weak spot. For the last four or five years, this is the best bullpen they've had since Greg Maddox played. Their bullpen's outstanding. Their starting pitching is as good as anybody's. Uh, you know, I, I there's a reason they've played as well as they have. Max Fried is just ace material. Kyle Wright was. Kyle Wright's got 21 games. wins. He's going to win. Charlie Morton is like 900 years old. Uh, led that team in strikeouts this year. Kelly Jansen and Minter and Iglesias, dude. This their pitching is great. Their offense, eight has guys, this, hit fifteen home runs. This, yeah, doesn't this might be? Look, uh, you know, you guys remember the Braves of the nineties? It's oh, some yeah. really good teams. Mm -hmm. This might be the best offensive Braves team ever. That's saying a lot. Well, Ever. Here's the, well, here's this the other team thing, scares me. Legit Joe, They also me. have Ronald Acuna, which they did not have last year. There you go. So, you know, and the pitching. And here's the other thing that no one ever. They won the World Series. They know what it takes to win. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? If you've never been there, it's really hard to. The kid Michael Harris has been like the. like Dude, the, the, they the, have two guys fighting goal. for the NL Rookie of the Year. Two guys. They they have a pitcher. That's, they got two guys that are going to either win the Cy Young. They got it. They're better than they were last year with their best player back. And I'm not going to say he's better, but Matt Olson is no slouch off of Freddie Freeman. He might be a better player depending on how you. Look oh at yeah, it. they didn't. They didn't lose a uh, an no. ounce with no. with Matt Olson. I mean, he's even Dansby Swanson has been great too. Do you know that. him and Matt? Uh, was it him and Matt Olson were the only two guys that played in all 162 games? I mean, hey, Joe, who said it? I think they've been in the World Series. They won a World Series. They've been through this NL before. They played the Dodgers. They beat them. They know how to win games now. And they're a better team, which is <laughs> insane to yeah, think about. Scary. Yeah, I know. And, and here's the other thing. They have, like the Yankees, uh, being the two seed, might have a more favorable matchup against St. Louis or the Phillies than having to face the Mets oh, or, a million the Padres, percent. or the Padres. Yeah, just a factor of seeing possibly your division foe again in, in a five-game set. Yeah. Because the Mets can line up DeGrom, Scherzer, Bassett, uh, Taiwan Walker, and mm -hmm. you know they have the best. They got the depth in pitching where in postseason ball, what we've seen in the past, having depth in the pitching staff goes a long way. I'm glad you brought up the New York Yankees because, well, obviously we are New York Yankee fans and another season that the New York Yankees are in the postseason. First time they're going to be hosting a playoff game, Ted, since Aaron Hicks hit a three-run home run off of Justin Verlander in the ALCS. Think mean, about that. They haven't had a home playoff game, Ted, since Aaron Hicks hit a three-run home run against Justin Verlander because of COVID. Because of COVID. Last year they were home. No, they were on the road against the Boston Red Sox in the wild card game. Yeah. All, all, all three games? 
They played one wild card game. This is these oh. rules are implemented. This is the first year they're oh, doing the three. Wait, last year was a one game. Yes, Cole got. Do you don't remember Schwarber hitting the ball I, to the moon? It, I I forgot. I know. I had to think. I was like, wait, is that true? And then I was like, oh yeah, the one game playoff. So let's talk about. Oh. Let's oh. talk about. So this is the first time the New York Yankees are going to be hosting a playoff game, home playoff game since, like I said, 2019's ALCS against those Houston Nationals. But we also got to talk the New York Mets because these two teams. Well, we've been playing lights out for majority of this entire season with a little hiccup from both teams, the Mets, dealing with it currently, and the Yankees were dealing with early September. But it seems like the Yankees are starting to feather, get their rhythm going. People are starting to get healthy again. So, guys, Ted, I'll start with you. I know that we're Yankee fans, but I want honest answers, realistic. Which New York team, to you, is more likely to reach the World Series, Ted? It's the Yankees, and it's not. I get it. It's, a it's like answer. obvious. Is it like obvious? I mean, it is because here's the their road to get to the World Series is the Padres, Dodgers, Braves. That's the way I look at it. They're got, they got to run the gauntlet of that, and that's part of the reason why they couldn't win one game against the Braves. They got swept down in Atlanta. They win one game, they're sitting pretty. They don't play till Tuesday. They got swept. Now they're facing the Padres, which they still got to beat the Padres. All right, and there's no likelihood. Then you got to go face the Dodgers, the best out of five, and. I mean the Dodgers. I mean the Dodgers are the Dodgers. I, mean, I know. Literally, no one's played better baseball than them since honestly the end. They're of the, the kings of the NL. I mean, they, I literally, they just—it's like foregone conclusion they're in the World Series or at least in the LCS every year. The gauntlet there. The Yankees have a much easier road now. Does that mean anything in baseball? Absolutely not. We've seen that before. Six seeds, four seeds, whatever. Anybody come play ball, and anybody can win any time, right? But I just like the likelihood of the Yankees. Here's the other thing: Glaber Torres has played much better down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Judge got the home run thing. I feel that takes the pressure off. I feel like we got our three pitchers. Like what Joe's already said, Severino looks like he's back. He was pissed the other night, but I like it. Like he looks we like need he's that. ready. We want that. Well, yeah, but he he wanted the no hitter. But Boone had. A, I mean, they had the argument, but I like it. I health good. is most important. We but want you for now, postseason, my man. Now pitch like that in in game two, all right, or three, whatever it is. I think I think what their Yankees are going to run with is Cole one, Nestor two. Seventy-three, which fine, yeah. which is fine. That's a good three. Okay, that's fine. That's all you need. Tyone four, who's been pitching no, lights out. He's been pitching lights out for the yeah, Yankees this year. Nobody's really been talking about. Of, in the best of five, they're not going to do that. It's going to go one, two, three, and then they'll not. Oh, have I, get, I get it. But for Maybe. a seven-game series, but, you're going to need them. But I like where the Yankees' bullpen is at. I like where this team is at. They've been playing much better baseball. I think now that the home run record is over, they can play loose. I think having the rest will be the best thing for this team. They're mm-hmm. going to get DJ back. Suppose I was just listening to Michael K. DJ's going to be playing back. Stan, hey, listen, go look at the last two postseasons. Stan has played tremendous baseball in the postseason. What about I, Carpenter? What did they say I, about I Carpenter? I don't think he's going to be back, and neither has Ben Attendee, at least for this first series. If they make the ALS, I mean, the those ALCS, would nice. those would be nice. Too. Those are going to be key, key pieces, but you know what? I love what this team has been about, man. Bader has been a huge uplift in this team, all right? Mm-hmm. You can bring Hicks off the bench if you need to because with him, Bader, and, and Judge and right field, you got three gold glove guys. All got great arms. All are efficient outfield. And yeah. you can play that defensive game that Joe and me and we have always talked about. Josh Donaldson was plus eight on, on defensive efficiency at third base, run saving. So you got him. Okay, we got it. IKF, shortstop, he's not great, but he's whatever. The kid Cabrera has been a – Phenomenal. Talk about me. a bolt of lightning for the New York right. Yankees uh, franchise. Riz, I mean, Rizzo, exactly, Joe. Rizzo, the, the catchers, whatever, the pitch. I feel like it just lines up really well for them. I feel like the rest comes at a perfect thing. We're not playing the one game. There's no pressure. We're home Tuesday night. 
I just like the, the scenario that the Yankees set up for this. Does that mean it's going to happen? No. But I just feel like what is in front of me looking straight through the mirror is the Yankees have a more likelihood to reach the World Series and win that World Series. Joe, what do you think? Look, if DJ LeMay, who is healthy and he can hit, because it, it, it hasn't looked great. And it's uh, that's a bit of a concern because if you could put him at the top with Judge and Rizzo and Stanton, because listen, like Teddy said, you look at Stanton in the postseason. This guy's a beast. When you have Judge and Stanton in the lineup together, your lineup is just, it's better than everybody else's. It just is. Those two guys are extremely difficult to navigate through. They really are. When yeah. Stanton's in the lineup, Judge is a monster. Your pitching game plan has to change when both of them are in the lineup. Well, he gets the protection now. Yeah. It's, it's, and he needs it. Listen, you know, when, when Aaron Judge went through his worst slumps, it was when, when Giancarlo Stanton was out of the lineup. And I went through, because, again, I can't watch the games anymore. I'm always blacked out or whatever. So I follow it on GameCast. And what I observe is this guy doesn't get fastballs when Stanton's not in the lineup. He's swinging at, at, at 95-mile-an-hour sinkers. He's yep. chasing sliders. When Big G's in that lineup, you gotta you got to pitch everybody a lot differently. And it, the, 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 I don't know. what I, I'm going to find out. And next time we talk, I'm going to give you the numerical breakdown of what a Stanton in the lineup for Judge is and what it isn't because I could promise you the numbers will be off the charts. As far as the Yankees pitching is concerned, I'm extremely worried about the back end, the very back end. Clay Holmes hasn't pitched. I've been saying all year for everybody that wanted to switch early on, like, listen, Clay Holmes has never really done this before. And he was great to, to start. It's a whole different like, animal, See? Joe. It's a whole it's different ninth animal. Inning. I've said this animal. a million times. It's baseball. so tough. Now we're in the postseason. You kind of hope a role this Chapman straightened out and could be a big contributor. Probably not. Is he even going to be on the postseason roster? Maybe not. If he is, does he pitch in big spots? Maybe not. I get worried about that. This bullpen's been a disaster all year from a health standpoint. They've been able to patch it together, but now you're playing the elite teams. You saw when they when they faced off with Houston, they just didn't have enough. Mm-hmm. The question is: Is do they have enough now? Are they that bullpen pitching th- well enough now? Because that's the only way they're going to make it through here. And also, I, Ted, you brought up. I think having Glaber's emergence come coming back like that, playing to where he was a few years back, is a huge bonus and an addition to this offense. If he could keep it going with the clutch hits, that could go a long way for this team. But you also got to remember: now we're all going to go with the Yankees. I get it. The, the Mets road to a World Series. It's a gauntlet. I get it, but it still it still would have been a gauntlet. No matter what, it still would have been a gauntlet because you would have still probably had to play either the Cardinals or Braves. You probably had to play the Dodgers. So you're still playing those top teams. And the NL has been, let's be honest, other than the Yankees and, and the Astros, it's been the better conference. My thing is with the Yankees, how does Garrett Cole perform in the postseason? Because the last time we saw him pitch, he got shelled by a great offense. My also my concern. There's a possibility that the New York Yankees will be playing the two kryptonites of this franchise for the past five or six years: the Tampa Bay Rays and the Houston Astros. Do they figure out ways to get be behind get by these teams, especially the Rays? Because it looks like I mean the Guardians Rays that could be a toss up series. 
But the Houston Astros are going to be most likely in the ALCS. They're just that damn good. Led by Justin Verlander again, they're just that damn good as a franchise. Doesn't matter anymore. The cheating, whatever, it's past it. They find ways to win. They find ways to stay consistent. And they find ways to dominate, whether it's offensively or pitching, bullpen. They do it all the right way. Dusty Baker has won a World Series. Can this Yankee team finally get over the hump and defeating your kryptonite? Those are my big concerns moving into this postseason. I trust John Carlos Stanton because we've seen the past two postseasons. He's the only guy that's been really hitting for this Yankee team. Can that also be? Can we see the clutch hitting? We can't be seeing a one-man wrecking crew. We can't be having like this year where Judge was carrying this offense. And for all the people that want to continually say that Shohei Otani deserves to get MVP consideration, shut up. Aaron Judge is the MVP. This is not a playoff team. Maybe. Maybe they are a playoff team, but they aren't winning the They're division. They're 11 the, games worse with him. That's what they, are not winning the, the they are not winning the division. They're probably getting into the wild card, but they're not winning the division title. And what being does 88 the wins get you in the AL? But that's what I'm trying to say. Can this offense continue to play the way they are? They're starting to heat up, but we need to see more than just Giancarlo Stanton hitting the ball out of the park. We need everybody. It's a collective team effort. Can Garrett Cole be the ace that we paid him a few years back and not get shelled by a great offense? And can we get by the Kryptonites? That is the Tampa Bay Rays and the Houston Astros. Those are my only concerns moving forward. It seems like a lot, but those are the only concerns moving forward into this postseason for the New York Yankees. This team, as it was constructed in the offseason, to me, and the reason why I didn't think they were going to be great this year, was the... This is sort of like Brian Cashman's wet dream for the postseason, right? To have to have a team that could play defense, a team that could hit, a team that could move some runners over. Maybe you could play some small ball, do some analytics, all that kind of stuff. This is what he's dreamed of, and he's got it. He's got a really solid defensive team, not going to throw the ball around and give the race three or four, you know, four four or five outs in a, in a couple of innings in a couple of games. Cause then you, you're not going to win those games. If Brian Cashman is right. And Harrison Bader, which seems like the dumbest trade in the world because the of time. Jordan Montgomery, he shores up this defense. He adds speed. He adds great base running. You look at guys like, like Trevino, mm-hmm. a Cabrera, man, it, he, how many feels times like he's a, he said, feels like he's a Todd Frazier, Joe. He got how that many like times jolt. have I said, let these kids play. See what you freaking have for once. Yeah. And it's worked out with both him and Peraza. I think they got to feel really good. When, when you could stash Aaron Hicks's pathetic bat on your bench, bring him in. You know, you, he's a switch hitter. He does play really good defense. Got a cannon for an arm. It's a pretty good guy to be sitting on your bench. You know, you don't you don't need to rely on his bat at all. But I think this is exactly the kind of team Brian Cashman's always dreamed of from an analytical standpoint. If this team can't get past the Rays or the Astros, it's probably time to send Brian Cashman packing. And, and I well. think I think he I can't speak to Boone. I think Cashman would either be fired or would step down and realize that, you know what? Maybe I just don't get this analytics thing, and 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 you need to find somebody else. Six and three. Well, what's six and three? 
Montgomery. I wanted to see the stats for Cardinals. Yeah. 11 games started, 6 That's all I'm trying to say is that, like, this team is talented enough to win the World Series. Yeah, and it I mean, feels like, it it feels no like both of the, look, both of these New York teams are extremely talented enough to win the World Series and yeah, play one another. Yeah, the the Yankees have, I mean, here's the other thing. We're not talking about Carpenter or Benatene even being on this roster. I think the see not having those two the postseason Carpenter or that, but here's the thing you but can't so play Bennett, 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 so does Bennett because they haven't in two months but, I know but I, I you know what that, yeah, you know what really worried me about the Mets Max Scherzer is talking about the winter and getting some relaxation in he literally was talking that. about that uh, a day about or the, uh, off season that's a problem can't be thinking about that it's yeah baseball. Listen, as good as he and DeGrom are, I mean, what just happened against the Braves, I mean, if you're the Braves, you got all the confidence in the world having done what you just did to the Mets' best pitchers. The so, Mets, I mean, literally led that thing from almost day one to the end, and they got hunted down despite how great everybody wanted to believe the Mets were. Buck Showalter's a brilliant Met. Well, they blew it. They blew it, and their road to the World Series is much more difficult. So I'm, I am concerned. And you know what? Aces have to be ace threat, right? I mean, you talk yeah. about Garrett Cole, but these two guys let them down in their biggest moments, and I'm not feeling you're pushing these guys another month. These are two guys who have always been injury prone. Mm -hmm. This well, isn't necessarily their th time of the year to thrive historically, so... We will yeah. see, Jeff. Let me ask you quick, very, very quickly. Give me your World Series prediction. Uh, Braves, uh, Braves, Astros. If I'm being honest, honesty is appreciated. Just a little surprise. I hate saying it. <laughs> just a little. I, just, I've, I've, I've thought little, the Astros. I, that's why all I had a long. Year. That's why I had a long pause. Just uh, yeah. Just I've thought I've thought Astros no, all no, year. No, I was thinking the same thing. Even though when we post our predictions tomorrow, I'll have the Braves Yankees, but. <laughs> But uh, uh, honestly, if like you're like if I'm not a Yankee fan and I was just looking from the outside in, I would have Astros winning against the Braves. As uh, a Yankee fan, I am as optimistic about this team as I have been yeah, since 2018. I, I'll be this honest. This is probably the best we've had. And here's the other thing, though: that Astro team, they're building they're building a dynasty. I mean, for the last seven years. Like Dodgers, no one's played better. I mean, they're fishing the great, bro. They had the ball in the pitching and everything. It's like, like oh, they lost Cole. Last they thing, if the Yankees great. bullpen was 100% healthy and straightened out and everybody, including Chad Green, was in it, I think they could walk through the playoffs. That's how good this team is. If Britain and Green and Chapman and Clay Holmes. That bullpen, Hawaii, you know, your Rod Marciano and Lucas Lucky, you know. Scott Efros. They've done a nice job. They've gotten the job done. They've also Can they had do it in the post? It's a whole different animal. And yeah, it's, it's a whole different playoffs. animal in the postseason. If I'm if I was a gambler, I look at that that Astros bullpen. They've been there. All those guys have been there. Ron, and we're I mean, Ron Marciano out there as good as he's pitched. If I'm yeah. a betting man. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather have Green and Britain and Liza and, hey. and Chapman and and now all the talk, all the look. I mean, Wandy Peralta. I mean, you got people out there. There's guys. They're just, they have, like you said, Trevor, I know you're going to say, they just got to come through in the clutch in the biggest part of the, biggest part of the season. The I don't care how bad you play during the season. We don't care. Scott Brosius never was remembered during his regular season for his 208 batting average. It was the World Series MVP. There's 12 teams vying for a title. All the talking's over with. All the debates. 
It's postseason baseball. Here we go. That's all I got to say is here we go. We're going to see how it we're going to see how it all unfolds for the New York Yankees, the New York Mets, the Dodgers, and the rest of the crew, the 12 teams. I cannot wait for this postseason. It's going to be a lot of fun with this new format. They better keep it moving forward. They should never change it because I think this is the way to go. And I think this could be a boost for the ball for for baseball in general. Also, we'll keep an eye on the football weekend. College football has been great. The NFL. Oh, we'll enjoy. Let's see what the Giants do in London. We'll also, see what happens. Trev, I know you don't ever think about it, but you know what starts next Tuesday? Rangers Lightning started hockey season seven thirty. Same such night a, as the Yankees. It's such. Well, I know what I'll be watching. I know. Yeah, it's such a good time to be a, a sports fan. That's all I got to say. We are keys to the city. That was the Joseph McGuire and also Nolan Rich. Thank you for joining Football, us. Baseball, basketball, hockey. It's a good time. Like I said, football. Nolan Rich, Rich Sports Talk. Check them out as well. And the Joseph McGuire as well. The legend. The return of the legend. The Joseph McGuire. We are keys to the city. We are out. to the city podcast.